Welcome in Thursday podcast listeners. It's Gary, Winning Cures Everything. We cannot thank you enough for being here, for listening to the show, all that good stuff that you do. We certainly appreciate you for doing that, for sharing out the show, telling your friends. If you would, so kindly tell somebody about it, anybody. I don't care who it is. Neither does Chris. But if you would, go ahead and tell somebody about it. We would thank you for that as well. Lots to talk about on the show. Obviously, the Elite Eight is done. We are talking about the Final Four. We're talking about NCAA versus Austin. That is a Supreme Court case hearing that uh, that is going on right now. Talking about athlete compensation in college uh, athletics. Deshaun Watson uh, releases some more information. Major League Baseball opening day is on Thursday. Today, UFC, Nate Diaz is coming back. And we got stuff to talk about with a stolen mascot suit. What? All right, let's go ahead and get to the show. We'll uh, we'll run some ads first. Appreciate you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, March 31st, or for those on the podcast, it would be Thursday, April 1st. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And lots to discuss again today. It, every time we get together, it feels like we have more and more to talk about. This one might be kind of a long one, uh, but we've got a lot to talk about. The NCAA tournament, of course, uh, the Final Four is this weekend. We've got our four teams set up. We are ready to roll with that. NCAA versus Austin is going on. Uh, Deshaun Watson, there's more news about him. MLB opening day is tomorrow. UFC has got some big stuff in the works. And, of course, minor league mascots being stolen and then returned and and no explanation given. It's just strange times in the sports world. And we are here to dissect all of it. And hopefully you are as well. If you would like to jump in, you can do so on the chat. Any of the different platforms that you are on, whether it's Periscope, 
Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, whatever. All of them. You can jump into the chat, and it'll be right there in your bottom left-hand corner. It all populates into the same spot right there on the screen where we are. And, uh, and you can be a part of the conversation. You can help drive whatever narrative it is that you were thinking, and we'll go from there. Uh, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Everything you need to know about us, you can find over there, everywhere to subscribe, everywhere to follow, etc. All of our different shows from whatever platforms we are on, whether it's SBR or WCE or any other blogs or anything else that we just decide to toss up there, they'll all be right there. So go ahead and check it out, winningcureseverything.com. And like I said, we do a college football show for sportsbookreview.com, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF is the college football gambling site. You can go and find it over there. And to find our show, you can go to YouTube. It's, it's either over on the website, on our website as well, or go to YouTube, search out SBR Picks. You can subscribe over there. Make it easy on yourself. Go ahead and knock that stuff out. Chris, how is your day? It's good. Pretty good. Everything's going okay? You're good to you're good to get into all of this mess because it is a a ton today. Yeah. Let's start off with the elite eight. We're going to recap that, and and I feel uh, I feel pretty good about it. The it, so I had three of my or I have three of my four final four teams. Uh, I don't know how many people had UCLA in that game last night was absolutely bananas, but we'll wait to talk about that. Let's talk about the stuff that happened on Monday night. Houston and Oregon State. Houston wins 67-61. Kelvin Sampson back in the Final Four. He was last there as the head coach at Oklahoma. And then, of course, he took the Indiana job. And we all know what happened from there. Uh, all the people that that want to jump online and talk about him being a cheater and, oh, he's back in the Final Four and you see what he did everywhere else, that is just such a, a crock of crap. I hate yep. seeing that crap because the stuff that he did back then uh, is no longer illegal now. It's just it's it was a rule that was ridiculous and antiquated, and and truth be told, it doesn't really matter because everybody uh, has to find some kind of an edge, one way or another. I feel like everybody everybody's doing all yeah, this crap. Everybody like, cheats. You know my. I don't even care if he was doing a lot more than what he was caught doing. Okay. Yeah. I know how the sausage is made. I'm okay eating the sausage. It's fine. So I can't assume that one team is doing it because they got caught and all these other teams are just angels. No, yes. they're not. They're not. They're the same sons of bitches that the other team they got caught are. They just haven't gotten caught or they're not being investigated because the NCAA lives their life with their head in the sand. Yes, this is true. This is true. So what I will say is this. The fact that Kelvin Sampson has taken Houston to a Final Four a year after losing, what is it, three of their four top scores from last year, or four or five or whatever. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I see Terry's already jumped in, take that crappy cards hat off. Maybe it'll post that one. Uh, <laughs> I got my cards hat on because tomorrow's opening day. I do have your uh, your Cubs hat, and I'll, I'll probably toss that on for uh, for tomorrow's show. We'll see what happens. But uh, but with that said, uh, Houston making it is, is a great story to me. I thought this was awesome. Everybody talked down the American Conference all year long, the American Athletic Conference all year long, and and now they have a team in the Final Four and they have the NIT champions. You know, Wichita State didn't look good in the play-in game, but who cares? At this point, they got a Final Four team in the NIT champs. I think the American Athletic Conference was a pretty good basketball league. Just saying. Yeah, I do too. 
Uh, I do too. That is, I'm telling you, at some point in time, we all have to put down our pitchforks for the little schools and realize that they're not much smaller than us. Okay. Agreed. Outside of every conference's big boy, outside of every conference's elite programs, all of these schools are about the same as everybody else's middle tier programs. Yes. Yes. And this year, especially, like, I understand that the road to get there was not all that difficult. Uh, they had yeah. to beat a 15 seed. Be no, but then, hang on. Now this they, year, you throw this year out. That's fine. Yeah. Every year, every year that conference has been just as good, if not better, than most of these other conferences. And if you're a school like Illinois, or if you're a school like you know, I don't know, Wake Forest or North Carolina State, like please forgive me if you think you're better than than Memphis or Houston or UCF or Cincinnati, because I think that's a bunch of horseshit. Okay? I think so as well. Like there's there's only five guys that play on a basketball court at one time for a team. Yeah. Like it, you're not gonna get you're not gonna be able to stockpile everybody. Like there are good no. players all over the place, and there's good coaches everywhere, as proven. Uh, one by Oregon State. I mean, Oregon State making it to the Elite Eight was absolutely wow. absurd. Like it, Wayne Tinkle, this was a fantastic job by him. Um, but Oregon State, of course, falls short, and Houston gets to go to the Final Four. Next one up, Baylor and Arkansas, and. <sighs> That was a that was a crazy game because Arkansas came back, made it a game, but I we talked about this. Like Baylor is just on a different level. They're just They're on, on a different, different level. level. But what Baylor listen, this thing's gonna get real chalky. It got real chalky real fast. Baylor and Gonzaga are better than everybody else. They were the two best teams in the country the regular season. They're the two best con- uh, teams in the country right now. It ain't close. But my claim that Arkansas has just athletes, freak athletes, can tell you, man, they got down by almost 20. They were down by 17 at one point in time, and they fought like hell to come back in this game. And, and made it an interesting ball game. Now, they didn't cover, yes. uh, but they lost by nine. No, they didn't cover. And they, and they yeah, no. But that's okay. And, they, and like, they, didn't, they didn't cover, but they still, they fought and they didn't real easy to just, to just fold yeah. up the chairs and go home. They did not embarrass themselves. I'll say that. No, uh, they did not embarrass themselves. So it was it was a hell of a ball game. It was fun to watch. A lot of athletes, a lot of good players on both sides. Um, and Baylor just showed like they are. Baylor, Baylor's better. just a, they're clearly the second best team in the country, and and I think we're going to get to see them play for a chance to be the best team in the country. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Uh, last night, Tuesday night, right? Tuesday today is Wednesday. Yes, Tuesday Correct. night, uh, Gonzaga, eighty-five to sixty-six over USC. This was a beatdown from the word go. Uh, now the yeah. scary, the scary incident happened early with the referee that uh, that just passed out in the middle of the game on the floor. Just it turns out he's okay, everything's fine. I, who knows what happened? They have not released anything about him, and I totally understand that HIPAA stuff. I, I get it, but uh, it would still be nice to know. Yo, did, did, do you have like a blood sugar issue, or you know what happened? How did you just fall out? Like in the middle of a game, and and now they're saying no, we're not taking him to the hospital. He's okay. Like, kind of feel like that would be something you would take somebody to the hospital for if it was not a common thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is a common thing. I'm sure what they figured out is it's something a lot like what you described, where they feel like they got him under control. Whatever it was, he's under control and he's fine. Yeah. Like if if he had some sort of stroke or something of that nature, he would have been at the hospital. He would have been at the hospital immediately. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm certain it's something minor because doctors checked him out. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And and he he's he seems to be okay, and that's a good thing. If he didn't ever go to the hospital, then it can't be too bad. It was just scary to see somebody just faint like that. Oh, absolutely. Now, who they might should have taken to the hospital was USC's defense because holy mackerel, uh, Gonzaga like they are the best team. I think that I may have ever seen. And I think I've said this a couple of times on this show, but they make everything look so easy. I think it's the the chemistry of this combination of players. It's not that they got the best dudes that there's ever been in, in college basketball. I had somebody argue with me on Twitter last night uh, saying that UNLV in 1990 and 1991 was the best team ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not arguing that that was maybe the best collection of talent ever. I'm saying that this team plays basketball better than any team I have ever Watched and I've been watching basketball for over thirty years. I've been going to to high major games since I was five years old. Like I I know a thing or two about basketball. That's the the sport that I played in high school, and I the, I don't know of anybody that does it better. They make everything look so seamless, just so ridiculous, and it's it's fun to watch if you're a basketball purist. If you're not, it gets really boring really fast. Like it's. Because they destroy everybody, for one. This is, uh, they've played 30 games. They've won 29 of them by double digits. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's getting ridiculous. Like, it, no, it's, yeah, we're past ridiculous. I didn't think there was any way on earth they were going to do that to USC. I really didn't. I thought USC's defense was the best defensive left in the tournament, and they would be able to slow them down somewhat. And I thought USC would be able to score kind of at will because I didn't think they had an answer for the two big guys down low. And I thought they won't be able to get threes like they, you know, like they want to, but, but they'll be able, they'll be able to get two, you know, almost any time they want. They, they could not. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Uh, by the way, Akbar jumps in. What's up guys. Always a pleasure to come listen to you. Uh, we certainly appreciate that, appreciate that for sure. So we, we like anybody that likes to listen to us for sure. Uh, but yes, Gonzaga. Uh, I mean, I, I picked them to win this tournament beforehand and, it continues on. They're just I, – I thought maybe they might get caught up at some point. Uh, but now, I mean, they get to play UCLA in, in the Final Four. And, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it just – and not saying that it's that it's going to be easy, but I think it might be easier than – or an easier time than they would have had against Michigan. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all Mick, that. So. Mick Croon and Kelvin Sampson are two Great stories. Yes, yes. This, Mick, this is yeah. where this is where stories end and athletes take over. You got that right. And and not to say that Mick Cronin doesn't have guys. Like he and Kelvin Sampson both have dudes. Obviously, they mm. wouldn't be here, but they don't have a team like you, like Baylor you, or Gonzaga. USC, uh, UCLA had one dude, one dude last night, and that yeah, dude Johnny is Juzang a is, dude. Yeah, yeah. But they but the other guys. If you look at recruiting rankings, their recruiting rankings I think are actually higher than Gonzaga's. That's so, fine. But it, this, but is, even this, is still, why, this is why I don't look at recruiting rankings, though, because I don't give a damn what you were supposed to be. I care about what you actually are or turn into. Well, yeah, and that's the biggest thing is what you turn into, right? It's it's because a lot of programs those dudes that that are great recruited ranking dudes, they're all they all turned into pumpkins. Okay, well, it depends on what program they go to, right? It's it, it's player development, right? Johnny Juzang was not this when he was at Kentucky, and and he goes to UCLA, gets into a program that that fits him. It's a good scheme for him. And now he's he's showing out. He's looking like an All American, but um, but we'll see. Uh, McKinnon said, "Hot damn, I'm pulling for Houston in this one." He said, "I doubt it happens though." Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, finally. UCLA, Michigan. You sat up and watched this last night, I would assume. Yeah. So we got to talk about about referees, okay? Um, and it, I watched this 
and and none of the other ones were even really close enough. Like maybe we could say it about Houston, Oregon State, which I know that you think I'm ridiculous, but we were recording when Houston, Oregon State was going on. We were doing our our football show, and I went back and watched it during the day yesterday. <laughs> This is a guy with too much damn time on his hands. And it's well because you need more shit. To, you need more shit to do. YouTube TV, you can go through. You can skip through commercials. You can, you know, you can get to what you need to That's go. Fine. And that way, That's I could fine. actually you see still, the game. So that you have to actually pay attention to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got too much time on your hands. Go ahead. Maybe so. Maybe so. But here's the thing. Um, I watched it and I, I didn't notice anything super egregious. But the way that the game was called changed throughout the game. And and every game is like this, right? It's all of these happen, but. The, the UCLA-Michigan game, UCLA has this happen all the time, and this is what Mick Cronin teams do. They, they get referees out of calling the game that they want to, and, and it just becomes a, a bloodbath, sometimes under the basket or, or across the floor. There was, but it's not just in towards UCLA. It's not just towards them. It is the whole game. So it gets teams that are not used to playing that way into playing that way even though they don't want to, right? And then the referees call it that same way even though they don't really want to. So last night, I'm watching. In Michigan, we we saw uh, uh, Wagner get a chance at a three to take the lead late in the game. I think it was like 10 seconds left. And Hunter Dickinson comes up, and and he's setting a screen. But as the guy is coming by to try and get around him, Hunter turns and goes towards the basket and takes both guys, the guy that was guarding him and the guy that was trying to get around him, he takes them both to the basket with him. And you can say that, oh, well, that's on the player for trying to go around him, you know, the way that he did and whatever else. But look, the bottom line is that is an illegal screen. When you turn around, when you are set and you turn around and you take a guy with you, that's an illegal screen. But it wasn't just that. It was the stuff that was going on down low. It was the, the calls were egregious. The, the, the whole game, it felt like. And, and honestly, a 51-49 game, uh, for as entertaining as that ending was, that was a pretty boring ball game. Did you feel like that? Well, yeah, no, it was a rough game to watch. I mean, nobody could hit anything in Michigan. I, look, I love the UCLA story. I love Mick Cronin. I love everything that's going on here. This is great for him. He's never made a Final Four. His, his dad being there. Hep Cronin, like he has become a storyline much along the same lines as Sister Jean and all that. Like it's it's this whole thing, right? It's a characterization of of the UCLA basketball program. But I UCLA getting to this point, like they had to win five games to get here. Um, for them to for them to have actually gotten to this spot. You had to have everything go perfectly, and it wasn't shooting. It was the other teams missed everything. Michigan was 6 of 11 from the free throw line last night. They don't do that. Like, this is not some run-of-the-mill, you know, whatever. They shoot, you know, mid-70s percentages from free throws, and they went 6 of 11. Like, they, they went 3 of 11 from 3. They could not make bunnies down low. They couldn't hit layups. They UCLA had to have everything go right to win these games. Uh, so I, I don't I don't necessarily trust them. Once we get into the final four, John Carter jumps in. Uh, it seems like the rough stuff was let go, but the small things they blew a whistle for immediately. Well, they they felt like they had to blow a whistle for something. 
but but they blew a lot of it on on the guards. You know, uh, I, I I just I didn't understand a lot of it. But that's what McCurnan teams have always done. They they've always been uh, dirty, hit you in the mouth kind of teams, and and not not dirty in necessarily a bad way. Dirty as in that's the style of basketball they play. I mean, their tempo is like three forty out of three hundred fifty seven teams. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's you yeah, know they just play slow and they play tough. Yeah, they are incredibly tough, and that's how you win in March. That's just how you win in March. They had not been able to. Mick Cronin had not made it to the second weekend since his second season at UCLA or at uh, at Cincinnati, and that was my God, eleven years ago, ten years ago, whatever it was. Either way, I, I'm glad that he's there. He's a hell of a coach. Hell of a coach. And uh, and this means big things. So, uh, let's do our Final Four look ahead right quick. And I, I want to hear from you first. Baylor and Houston. The line's only five. Yeah, you surprised? not enough points. I kind of thought the same thing. But yeah. the I way think, that I Houston... Baylor and Gonzaga have been that much better than everybody. Uh, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree 100%. Um, I just... I, I wonder if if Houston can turn this into a, a bit of a slugfest. I don't think they got the dudes. Like, I really don't. I think Baylor's a significantly better basketball team than they are, but uh, the way that they rebound on the offensive end and in the way that they can defend, like, I I mean, Houston's Houston's a live dog, uh, much more so than I think UCLA is. UCLA is a 14 to 14 and a half point uh, underdog, and I, I don't know of any way that they'll be able to guard Gonzaga. I just, I, I don't know how you slow that down because it, you get into half court sets, and Gonzaga is better at it than UCLA is. Um, defense, they're better at defense than, than UCLA is. So, unless you got Johnny Juzang, you know, lighting it up from half court, like, I, I don't know. Do you know of any way that they could possibly end up winning this ballgame? No. At me either. I just, I, I think it's going to be fun to see the uniforms, like UCLA and Gonzaga. Like, that's, I don't, it's I don't a, know. I don't know why that's fun. Well, I mean, it's a... It's just the name on the on the jersey, I guess. That doesn't like matter. Like, it's laundry. That, that, that stuff's never mattered to me. This is why I get so annoyed when people are like, oh, it's all about ratings. We're going to let this team in that's not very good, but they have a big fan base. Like, that doesn't make any... Like, I've never been able to compute that. I, that doesn't matter at all to me, and it never has since I was a child. Well, I, mean, I don't it, it understand... Not- I understand nostalgia about teams that I grew up loving, Okay, that I have a connection to, but it doesn't matter if they're a big team or a little team. Like, like Memphis will always have more nostalgia to me than Nebraska. Okay, yeah, because I have no love for Nebraska. I I don't care that they were dominant in the '90s and every football drill I ran learning to play football was from Nebraska. It meant nothing to me. Okay, yeah, but Memphis did, and they're a little program. So, so I, I just don't, I don't get that. I don't get national rating boost because this team is in a championship game and, and people want to watch that team. If they haven't watched in a decade and now all of a sudden that team shows up and that team is garbage, then, then what does that do? Um, you know, I don't have a good answer. I, I, I don't, don't know I what to say. Like, I, I understand. I do not understand. I, I understand that there is a ratings bump from, from the bigger programs. Like, Tennessee football has been awful forever, and yet there are more people that will watch Tennessee football than Memphis football, even though Memphis has been substantially better over the last decade. Well, like, they're a much bigger school with a much yeah. bigger alumni base and fan base. That, and and that's, that's what UCLA is. But 
But that, but that's it. Like it's UCLA has a bunch of old fans that will turn on the TV. Hang on, because, you're not a UCLA alum, and you're not a UCLA fan. Right. And you just said you're you care what it looks like. You care to see this old school nostalgic jersey on the court, even though you know it's going to be a bloodbath. Well, I mean, I, I would have felt the same if it was Michigan and Gonzaga. You know, the fact that it's UCLA who has won a, a ton of national championships. Well, the difference whatnot, is, like, is that would be a one against a one. Okay. Yeah. And the other team is an 11 seed that's made it this far. I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have watched if it was, you know, any other, if it was Texas against Gonzaga. Like, oh, no, I, I'm going to watch, but the fact that it's UCLA that's made it this far, as opposed to if VCU would have made this run, would have made no difference to me. I mean, we, it, 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 you and it I has no no bearing at all. I, but that's the thing. I, we're not fringe fans. Fringe fans will watch it just because it's UCLA against you know whoever. Like it's they they hear the story. Like it's going to be a week's worth of stories that come out about oh UCLA is on this amazing run and they've knocked off you know Alabama and Michigan and da da da. Now they get to face the number one undefeated team and it it becomes a storyline, especially for those on the West Coast. So. Uh, let's see, McKinnon, am I the only one that thinks Memphis should have been in the tourney this year? No, you're not. Uh, Memphis didn't have a tournament resume. As, a, as opposed to the rest of the West Coast that doesn't have anything else to watch when every damn team was from the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay. I see where you're coming from. Like at the, I, I just, oh, I, all right, okay. It, it, look, I, I like obviously, Mick Cronin a lot. I like this team a lot. I, I don't have anything against them. It has nothing to do with what John Wooden, one of the three books that I've read in my life, that 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 that, that has to do with it. That, that was before I was born. Well, I mean, there's I a like reason reading why the history. It, that team doesn't mean dick to me because of that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that it necessarily means anything to me either. What I'm saying is, it's a traditional blue blood team, and people will watch it. Networks are excited about it, so. It, it is what it is. Um, let's see. Darren, uh, looks like Gonzaga will win it all this year. Probably. Probably. But you never know with these things, man. That's what the NCAA tournament is I'm, I'm about. excited to see them in Baylor. That's, I'm excited to see them in Baylor. Yes, they've been the two best Baylor teams all year. Baylor does look just as unbeatable. They really do. Yeah. That's, I, I, they have not looked as clean. Obviously, they've been beaten twice this year. But uh, but they play. I don't care. A bunch. I'm t- t- talking about through the tournament. Through the tournament, they haven't been pushed at all, and yeah. I think they've had a tougher road. Oh, very much so. Very much and so. so. I, I think they've played better teams, and they've and they've they've beaten the hell out of them all of them. So yes. I, you know. Yes, they have. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's talk about this NCAA versus Austin case. Um, This one, so everybody heard about this today, I would imagine. If you follow social media at all or you follow any of, you know, ESPN, whatever, this was a massive, massive day in court for the NCAA in the Supreme Court. This was, the Supreme Court agreed to hear this back in December. This was an appeal from the NCAA. Um, the way that this started out, for those that don't know, we'll give a, a brief rundown of exactly what it is. Began in 2014 as a class action suit by Division One football and basketball players against the NCAA. They were arguing that the NCAA's restrictions on eligibility and compensation violate antitrust laws because the restrictions prevent college athletes from receiving fair market compensation for their labor. Uh, the reason it is called NCAA versus Austin, they took a bunch of different cases, wrapped them all up into one, and just made it one basic case. Sean Austin played for West Virginia back in the early 2010s. Like two, He was a 2009 recruit. Um, this was basically the next step after the O'Bannon stuff. It's why EA, uh, NCAA football went away, why the college basketball game went away, all that, right? So, there was a lot that came out in this today, and everybody jumped on, and they loved all this stuff that, that was coming out. Um, NCAA lawyer, this is from Andrew Carter on Twitter, uh, our own view is if you allow athletes to be paid, they will be spending even more time on their athletics and even less time on academics which is a ridiculous argument because of the amount of time that kids spend on athlete, uh, athletics anyway. I understand that the NCAA sets time limits on all this stuff, but either way. But there's a, a, a even more stuff. Uh, Justice Alito said, uh, aren't college athletes used up by powerhouse schools and bring in a ton of revenue that goes to coaches' salaries, and a few of the athletes will never make money as pro athletes. That's also true. However, um, the they, difference is he was wrong there. Many of the athletes will never make money. Right. For pro. Now, he's, he said a few athletes won't. No, a few athletes will. Yeah, a few very, athletes very, will. Many of them will not. Yeah, many of them, it, I mean, the NCAA says it. Like, most of our athletes uh, go pro in something other than sports. That's like, right. it's, it's the truth. Um, so, it's, and I, I think he said it right. I may have just said it wrong. Um, let's see. It, so, Justice Thomas um, asks whether there's an effort to limit compensation for coaches similar to the effort to limit compensation on athletes in the name of amateurism. So, yes, uh, that is something that has been talked about before because there are some people at, at some schools that are very uncomfortable with the fact that the highest-paid state employee is a football coach, right? A lot of them are very uncomfortable with that. However, this has already been heard before, and it's already been ruled on by the courts. Law versus NCAA says amateurism is totally fine, but to cap coaches' pay would be wage-fixing, and that is illegal. You can't do yeah. that. So, 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 so I, I think amateurism is a problem, and wage fixing is also a problem. Mm-hmm. And people who are offended are appalled that the highest paid person in the state uh, is is a is a football coach or a baseball coach or a basketball coach. Um, I get a real problem. Okay, yes, like. These people make money, and those public servants, the other state employees, are all public servants, okay? They don't generate a dime. They all cost your state money. Exactly. 
Um, Andrew Brandt jumped in and said, uh, this is telling the most conservative Supreme Court justices are hammering the NCAA lawyers. Now, everybody was excited about this because they were asking all kinds of questions that, that really dug into, hey, like, you guys are ridiculous. You know, why are you even trying to argue against paying players, et cetera, et cetera? Well, then it starts to get interesting because Justice Barrett came in and asked about the impact on women's sports if the Supreme Court rules against the NCAA, and, and they did not have an answer at that moment. But let, let's be honest here, and, and it's why... So Megan Rapino, U.S. women's national team uh, soccer player, uh, has a lawsuit going on. She wants equal pay for equal work for women's uh, national team and men's national team, et cetera, et cetera, right? I think you are a business owner, right? You understand how this works. If we just rule this as just capitalism wins and these schools are not nonprofits and whatever, um, if you're in a business, you are a for-profit business, if you have one part of this business that's not making money and one part that is making all the money, unless you just really enjoy this part of the business that's losing you money, more than likely you're going to cut that off, right? What I, what I assume as much. But the, you're, you're wrong in, in looking at this like a business. They are nonprofit institutions, and they have to maintain the ability to be nonprofit institutions so things like that don't get discriminated against, okay? Right. Now, here's, here's the difference. Or you're going to end up with discrimination laws where you better find a bunch of women that can play football and basketball, all right? Yeah. Because you got nothing but men that are getting paid, and they're, now you're going to end up with equal the EEOC coming down your ass, all right? <clears throat> and, and so anyway, neither here nor there. I'm not going down the EEOC rabbit hole. There's a way to do this, and we've talked about it a million different times, which is the money doesn't have to come from the school. It can come from outside institutions. And or if the if the law well, that's put hey, in hold place on, says you're, the money, hang on. You're, you're, if but the you're law talking about NIL. Place, if the law that's put into place says the money has to come from the school, the school's the one that has to pay them. Okay? Correct. If that's what the government def- decides then all of the money that the players would go out and get on their own, they will just, they will still go out and get that money. And it, but they'll cut checks to the company and then the company will pay the player. Okay. Right. But at the end of the day, nobody's going to get hurt in this. A, these kids are already getting hundreds of thousands of dollars that are non-taxable funds to go play these sports hundreds of thousands of non-taxable dollars okay right to go to these schools this is the reason the players are the reason we don't see the players beaten on the streets marching with picket signs is because they're already getting paid okay but all of these lawsuits are going to bring all of that to the front to the top so now they're going to get paid, but no, the school's not going to lose money anyway because all the money coming into the school is, is going to just keep coming into the school and just it, it's going to get more money is going to get siphoned to the kids. It's just going to be legalized. All that bag man money is now just going to become taxable income. Right, right. And so, what, so that's the, the purpose of this case, right, is deciding the best way for players to be compensated but but to, t- to to think that it's going to hurt the women's sports or, or the non-profiting sports, why? The well, it depends on what the works on is. its own budget anyway. Nothing's going to change in the budget. Right. Hold on. 
But something could change in the budget depending upon what the percentage is or whatever else that, that they are required to pay the players. Um, the Title IX stuff, they would have to go back. They're, they're trying to change the system without rebuilding it from the ground up. You're, 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 ho- you're talking about something could change if they just don't make the wall to where it's fucked up. That's all. Like, what do you, what percentage would it have to be that that they would get money for it and and it not work out? I I don't they're know. Already, they're I don't, already I don't getting have compensated, a, and they're not complaining at all about the compensation right now. Currently, right? So, basketball and, and football. If players, you bring but, all that to taxable income and the school budget stays the same, here's the difference: is right now Trevor Lawrence can't get a. a, a a sponsorship with with Geico, okay, right. and and can't do insurance for him. But if this law passes, Trevor Lawrence can do an insurance commercial from Geico. Geico pay Clemson. Clemson give a big portion to Trevor Lawrence, and they keep their administration fee. So now all these other sports actually make more money than they've ever made before because these guys can actually go out and advertise on their own, not but not on their own. It would be through the school. Right, and that's so. So, long story short, this is what I'm getting. Nobody's going to lose money here. Nobody. What, what I'm getting at is, I don't believe they are going to rule that the schools have to pay the players. I don't believe that will be what they end up coming coming to terms with. Um, it because they a lot of these justices eventually, after all the the mess against the NCAA to start with, that all sounded like it was completely negative NCAA. Afterwards, it became. How do we know we're not just destroying the game as it exists? Which is, which is aligned with the same Supreme Court stuff that was over 100 years ago that granted uh, Major League Baseball an antitrust law exemption to preserve the game of baseball, right? That was uh, Alicia Jessup. Um, so what, what we're getting to, and, and there were other justices as well, like Alito came out, sports fans are turned off by high salaries of pro athletes. Like, it, we don't, that's an opinion. That's just ridiculous. You don't like, you don't it, run a business based on the opinions of everybody out in the business. Right. You right. you have to run the business for what's best for the business. And right now, all these businesses have three partnerships and the fans aren't one of them. Okay. Their administration, their players, and then there are people that bring the money. And you think, oh, well, the fans bring the money. No, advertising dollars bring the money and donations bring the money. And those people are fine with the way things are, and they're gonna be fine once these kids get paid. Nobody's gonna stop giving. Yes. They're actually going to give more because now they can actually write it off legitimately and they don't have to risk going to prison like some people are about to go in Baton Rouge to create fake uh, uh, nonprofit organizations so they can give. Correct. Correct. Um, and to close it off. It's not a hard this, problem. No, no, no. Uh, so another reminder, even though the, the tone of the arguments this morning seemed very negative in CAA, especially early on, uh, Dan Wetzel posted this, he said, historically predicting a Supreme Court verdict based on the tone of the questions of the justices is a bad idea. It can go in many directions. After presenting its case to some skeptical, even intellectually hostile justices, that's about all the NCAA has going for it. It, We still don't know exactly what they're going to come up with, but I do know this. It is March 31st right now when we're recording this, and it's going to be at the end of June when we get a, a ruling. End of June, maybe the beginning of July. And my guess as to what they are going to rule on based on the questions, based on uh, making sure that this whatever system that they have so that they don't end up messing with women's sports, so that they don't mess with scholarships, so that they don't mess with uh, budgets and, and whatever else, is that they will do a federal 
NIL bill. This won't be a Congress thing. This will end up being a federal, hey, everybody that is a college athlete is allowed to to make outside compensation, and that is the way that you are allowed to profit off of your name, image, likeness as a college athlete. Like, I don't believe that they will ever force the colleges to pay players because there are a lot of Division I programs that do not make enough money to pay. So I don't think they're ever going to do that. Because then you have to get into, because of Title IX, it has to be equal pay. So then you have to pay the women's athletes, and you have to pay the, the men's that are in non-revenue sports, and you have to pay da 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 So it becomes this whole thing that you would have to completely tear down to build you back can, up. You can write a law to where if you're, if you're you know, whatever, your, your program makes X amount of dollars, like makes amount of dollars over your operating budgets or whatever, like then a portion of that money goes to, you know, the, the players and stuff. There, there, there'd be a way to, to write this off to where, if, you know, the the girls lacrosse team is not making the exact same amount of money as a star quarterback. Like, that's that's ridiculous. But I do agree that NIL is the best way to do it, but but I would not be opposed to running NIL through the schools as opposed to letting these guys just be, which, A, I'm a free market guy, but that's what would benefit the other programs is, is if, if, if Geico paid Trevor Lawrence, $10 million to be their sp- sp- spokesperson, then, then Trevor Lawrence gets to keep 90% of that. And 10% of that goes to the school fund. And that school fund is going to go to help fund all of these other sports. Right. And I, but even then, I think that you could get away with just like no percentage of it goes to the school and it is only, uh, only Trevor Lawrence and, then all the television contracts and everything else that come in for these conferences, that is what pays for all this other stuff like it already is, right? Like, I think that's, yeah. the, that, that's probably the easiest way but, to keep it going. So the, the issue with, the issue with that, that process is only the Power 5 teams that have the big money contracts can get that. The big TV deals get that. Agreed. Like all the, the that, that's a separation and, of the, the schools. But if you're Memphis and you get a star quarterback or you get a star player and FedEx wants to throw them a big contract, that helps the whole school of Memphis. And they don't have a big-ass TV deal to fall back on. Well, agreed. It, the other side of this is I think that businesses are going to understand. like, And, and schools will understand, like, hey, it, them being out there is going to help us out as far as TV and whatnot coming up for the next contract, right? Because that's what happened with the AAC. Like, the, the teams got better, they got a bigger contract, and it just continues to grow, grow, grow. Uh, and it takes a little time because of the length of the contracts. But it, the the star quarterback at Memphis is not going to bring as many eyeballs to FedEx as a star player at uh, at, at Clemson or Ohio State. Hang on now. You, right? you act as if that, that matters. Do you think do you think Fred Smith cares about that or he cares about his alma mater being a big time deal? Well, that's you're talking we, about the whims and wills of a billionaire. Agreed, but I also and know that billionaires budget. I also know that a lot of billionaires don't get to where they got by just throwing away money. And I understand that there are that's some right, that but throw it away anyway. Got there. Uh, right, right, but it like if Fred Smith wanted to make Memphis a powerhouse, you know, national program right now like he could do it and he hasn't done it like i don't think he could do it though that's the thing i don't think he could do it i don't think he has that much money i mean he's one of the wealthiest men in the world what are we talking about yes but it would have to it would it would almost cripple him to do that it would have to give up too much of a if he had to match what alabama brings in 
in funds by himself at oh, Memphis, yeah, okay, it would, yes, it would yes. financially cripple him. He can't do that. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I thought we were just talking about paying players. Like, I, I thought that's where we were, where we were getting with. Um, but no, I, I but understand. But he can't like, do that now. Like, you said that as if he could do that right now. He can't do that now. We How can he just pay players? But, uh, dude, boosters do it all the time. We talk about this all the time. Players are getting paid under the table regularly. Yes, but not, not, uh, okay, that's fine. Right? Isn't that what we, I'm done. we just determined? So, either yes, way. but it's done through a cycle, and I'm going to tell you that I think a lot of the people that do that are doing things that when they get caught, they're going to have problems with the IRS and the federal government. Correct. Yes. And if you run a business like Fred, you probably don't want to do that. So as much as you love Memphis, it's it would be worth risking money, but it's not worth risking your freedom or your integrity. Agreed. Agreed. I agree with you. So yeah, I agree. All those all those boosters, 90% of them that have been caught are all kind of slumlord type people. Yes, yeah, please. They're they're willing to they're willing to make money off of broken people. Okay. They're not legit business guys. Yeah, they're they're sleazy, skeezy. Yes, they yeah. all they all have that to them. So you're talking about corporate billionaires. They're not playing that game because they have too much to lose. Yeah, that's a, you know what's funny about this is there are so many different angles to it. The way that it's set up, like there's a reason why the NFL, like it, 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 the NFL has a salary cap, right? Like I, I doubt anybody would go to court to to try and get them to do away with their salary cap because it's the way that the business was built. But you don't have just random, you know, billionaires or whatever in Philadelphia that are going out and paying Eagles players, you know, behind the back to get them to come in because it's, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous, right? Yeah. So, like it's... I mean, I've often thought that. If you're, if you're Bob Kraft and, you, and, and you've made your money and you have this big hedge fund, right, why, why wouldn't you pay somebody the league minimum or tell somebody, Hey, why don't you come, you know, you're a $40 million quarterback. Why don't you come play here for $20 million and I'll give you a stake in my hedge fund. Like, but here's the problem. Anything you give them that's taxable, the NFL knows about it and they can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it becomes the, the whole, because yeah. the Titans, when they tried to uh, uh, recruit Peyton Manning, they, they, they told him they would offer him ownership ownership shares and the league stepped in and said, whoa, 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 there's no way to, to, to equate that towards the cap. It's not possible to do that math. And, and a, yeah, even the smallest ownership share makes way more than the cap would be. So we can't do that. Yeah. That's, I, I do remember that happening and, and the yeah. NFL set it up wisely and the NBA is, has done yeah. the same thing. Major league baseball, they don't have a cap. And yet, they're still no, they and whatever they want. But they're still kind of uh, there's a a set of expectations, right? Like it, it, with Major League Baseball, there are some players that get drastically overpaid and whatnot. But yeah. for the most part, like guys kind of understand um, what it what they're worth, right? And at least according to the market, guys out there, and all you need is one dummy. Yes, yes, absolutely. So this the NCAA versus Austin case is uh, incredibly interesting, and. And I can't wait to see what they end up doing. Like, I, I think it's just going to be a federal NIL bill. Um, but who knows, man? I mean, this this could go any – it could shake college athletics to its core. I'll tell you this. If we get to a federal bill passed once we finally get one and these players are getting paid above board, if you catch boosters I'm, – I'm, I'm, this, is, this is my philosophy about all this stuff. If you get caught cheating now, 
if you get caught trying to pay players, because before, you know, the old adage is, oh, well, you know, he just, he was poor and we had to help his mama pay rent and they couldn't pay their light bill. All that shit goes away. So now if you get caught, death penalty. Death penalty. <laughs> you can't offer anything above board. Do you, do you mean you're death not penalty? Stop them. Do you mean death penalty for the boosters or the program? The program. Okay. <laughs> My first thought was death penalty for the booster. And I was like, no, no, no I'm not going to kill somebody. somebody. <laughs> I'm a pretty anti-violent person, Gary. I know. It just the way it sounded was just, oh my god. I immediately no. thought, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the program. You tell, you tell uh, your your boosters out there. If you get caught buying somebody a sandwich, you're you are yeah. disbanned from here. You are no longer welcome to ever come back. We will rip your name off everything you've ever given. If you want to buy them a sandwich, you better write up a contract and and run it through. Yeah, like that's and, right. And get them to you, do something a for proper it. way to do it. And ten percent of that sandwich is going to the school. Yes, so, yes, indeed. That, like like I, I that's that's the way that I would be pleased with it. Right now, I don't fight so much that these kids get paid because I think they should be getting paid. Yes. I just hate that it's a black market that's doing it. Agree, because a black market is always the worst market possible, and way too many sleazy ass people live there. We just talked about that, and they take every. There's four or five different hands in that bag before it gets to the kid. Okay, no, 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 no. Let's get it above board, and then anybody who gets caught breaking rules after that, you just get shot. Done. We're yeah. done with you. Okay. I yeah. You don't get to play anymore. I could I could totally get down with that. I could totally get down with it. Just make everything above board, and it's so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. Uh, Terry jumps in. He said they've got the luxury tax in Major League Baseball that if they spend so much over uh, than the players or over on the players, they have to pay a fine that goes to the smaller market teams in Major League Baseball to help tamp it down. But the Dodgers and the Yankees are always over it. He said because it's worth the fine yeah. to win a World Series. Yeah. Right. I mean, some people just want to win. Well, they're big market teams, too. I mean the Cubs and the Red Sox and 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 teams like that. They're always over it. Hell, Anaheim Angels have been over it almost every year, and they had one shit. Okay, yep. like there's a lot of teams that are over it all the time, but it's because their team still makes enough money in their local market that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. All right, yeah. uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson right quick. Uh, Eighteen different masseuses came out in a statement released by Rusty Harden, Deshaun's uh, lawyer. I was about to say agent, his lawyer, um, saying that they have all given him massages before, and it, it was a lot of the same stuff. It was reached out on Snapchat, reached out on Instagram, whatever, but that nothing inappropriate happened. There was one, um, let's see. Uh, so Ben Volen uh, on Twitter came out and said this. It was 18 massage therapists who actually support Watson. Uh, here's one, Maya Roberson. A licensed massage therapist who's been working in Houston for 10 years, primarily on athletes. She said, I started working with Deshaun in December 2019 after being referred to him by another therapist. He sent me a screenshot of a diagram that the head trainer of the Texans gave him, highlighting the muscles that needed to be worked on, which included the groin and hamstrings. He asked if I felt comfortable working on those areas, and I said yes, because I am used to working on athletes. During the massage, Deshaun was more comfortable using a towel than draping sheets over the table, this isn't unusual at all. I have several clients that prefer to use a towel over a sheet. Uh, we began using the towel, and that became the norm. When I saw that the first lawsuit mentioned a towel, I chuckled because I gave him that idea, and it's not inappropriate because they teach you in massage school that using a towel is okay. Some of these accusations are so ludicrous, I just can't see him doing any of these things. He was never inappropriate with me. I never felt threatened in any way. And there were 17 others that all had statements just like this. However, 
I don't know that it, this PR release did what he wanted it to do because now it shows that he has had at least 40 massage therapists in the last, what, year and a half? Yeah. Like, that is insane. It's not a normal thing to have 40 I don't think that's a year and a half. I, I think the first one was, like, March of last year, wasn't it? Now, this was uh, December 2019. Okay. Like, okay. this this Maya Roberson. So, so. about a, so about a year and, and three months, four months? Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's a, 40 different massages, that, like, 40 different masseuses. Have worked forty on in you. sixteen months, man. That, so yeah, that, that that doesn't help him. And here's the problem: that's not a common thing. Just just because you don't assault everybody doesn't mean you didn't assault somebody. Yes, right. Agreed. Like uh, while and while if this, you've got if you, I just don't understand the concept of like once you find a masseuse. Why why are you not going back to the same masseuse? Like why why are you why are you going to 40 different masseuses? Go, I'm assuming that these 17 or 18 that that say we had no issues, I I'm gonna bet they've all helped worked on him multiple times, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's a regular of theirs. But it, the thing is this you have 40 different people work on you. Like, wouldn't you want somebody who knows your body and who knows, like you have to keep giving this diagram that, that your trainer gives out to every new person. Can you not just keep going to the same people? And you got to get an NDA signed like, by I have everybody. The same like, person that cuts my hair, although I cuts my hair, shaves my head and, and trims my beard. And, and it's the same person all the time. And I had one that did it for a couple of years. And then she graduated from nursing school and got her RN and went and got a nursing job. And I was upset and yeah. I was trying to figure out, can I just come to your house? Can you come to my house? Who's going to cut my hair? Who's going to shave my beard? Who's going to, who's going to take care of me? Yeah. Typically when you find somebody that you like, that does exactly what you want, you, you tend to yeah. stick with them. I have one tattoo artist, one, one tattoo artist. That's yeah. it. They're great. They're very good at what they do. I trust them. They know me and I know them. Yeah. I don't understand the, the, you're right. I think the 17 extra people coming out is actually more damning because I don't understand the, the, the mindset behind this. This was a really good experience. I'm never going to use them again. I'm going to find someone else. I think there's a hunt involved. I well, think and, and, you know. And so the uh, the part that leads to what you're saying right now is the fact that he was reaching out to women on Snapchat and Instagram. Like, yes, he wasn't he wasn't looking for you know, I guess you know. I, I, guess I, I don't want to say way that, of finding things. I don't want to say that you can't be professional if if you're marketing just specifically through Instagram and, and Snapchat. Yeah, but um, typically. You're looking for a massage therapist. You're going to go a different route. You're going to use email. You're going to use you know well, whatever. especially if you're looking for someone who's an actual like therapist. All right, I'm not talking about getting pampered and when the massage is over, you're going to get your nails and your in your feet done. Like these are these are people that are that do it, I guess, for a living. You know, like Huey does. You know, I mean, he's yeah. a he's a trained physical therapist. Like he knows how to work the body and he might not be a massage therapist, but he, but he knows what the muscles need and the tissues need. And, 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 you know, he would send them to someone, you know, that could handle that part. I would think it would be more of a medical setting 
or at least an office setting. Every one of these girls are like, they do it out of their home or a hotel or, you know, something like that. I just, I just find it, it just all seems weird. Now, I don't judge people for weird. Weird is not against the law. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being weird. Uh, Pro Football Doc on, on Twitter, uh, he had an article up that said massage therapy, uh, you know, integral part of an athlete's rehab and recovery. Like, this is, it, getting massages is a typical thing. Um, I understand that. However, it's usually done in facility, though. Yeah, he said, uh, even though an NFL team will have five or more taping tables going before a game of practice, players typically wait for their therapist to strap their ankles no matter how long the line is. Um, yep. It, they, they want a consistent workout plan from the same personal trainer. They want, like, it, it's it, you, you find your guy. Um, yes. He said, I have never heard of a situation of rotating through 16 or 24 or whatever number of massage therapists in a year. To give the massage they want and trust, players often fly their masseuses to road games and put them up at a road team hotel to get their pregame ritual. I was just about to say, most of these people fly their folks. Tom Brady has been attached to the hip at Alex Guerrero his entire life. Yes. I mean, it's it, now he said maybe there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for Watson's unusual massage therapist rotation. Maybe it's all made up and it's not true. Uh, certainly, I've never heard of hiring massage therapists off Instagram, but maybe that just makes me old and out of touch. He said, all I can say is that the merry-go-round of massage therapists is something I have never witnessed during my two decades of experience in professional sports medicine. Um, it, it's it's insane. Now, McKinnon jumps in on Facebook. He said, I wonder if all this started after he was hurt so much his first couple of years in the league and he was trying to find someone he liked. He said, that's the only thing I can remotely see. Um, so, so he went through, so this is the last 16 months of, of life. Okay. You mean to tell me in the last 16 months, Hey, he hasn't really been hurt. All right. He hasn't played a lot, you know, since their season ended pretty early. Um, and, and he still hasn't, he's been through 40 different girls and he still hadn't found anybody. That's insane. And that's 40 in the last 16 months. I mean, he, we don't he know just had, before that he had a girl that filed a lawsuit from something that was done last month. Like, yeah. I, if he's still looking for something, I mean, that's just, that's insane. That's insane to me. I just don't yeah. understand. Uh, so here's, here's, here's the, and, and especially, here's the especially here's, with COVID, right? Because this was all during the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Like, yes. Yes, I know. So anyway, here's, here's my, but, but hang on. I thought they were following like strict protocols while they were going through the season, right? Uh, hang on. Yeah, wait a minute. supposed to, right? They weren't anyway. Neither or there. That's that's something totally different. Apparently, he didn't never he never got COVID and it didn't affect his team. So I don't care. Um, he the damning argument is the SI argument, right? From the masseuse pseudonym Mary. Did you read that? Uh, the SI article. Yes. Um, I have not read all of it, but I, I okay. I read, I read I all of it. it. I read all of it. Okay. Yeah. This is from a woman who. Ha, is not part of the lawsuit at all. She's she's not she's not suing him. She doesn't want any money from him. She doesn't want anything from him. But she actually met with a reporter, getting nothing out of this. This is no shakedown. This is no trying to hurt anybody because she gets nothing to be gained. But she's telling her story and she told it in pretty graphic detail. And she, I mean, it, it's super believable. And if I had any doubts about trying to believe it before her, I have none now. And then knowing that she's getting nothing from this at all financially, she has no gain to be had. I I just find that, you know, that tells me somebody's pretty trustworthy. Yeah, I agree. 
Like well, some, what, would, what would she have to lie about it? Yeah, she's got she's got nothing to. She's not one of the lawsuit girls, but yeah. her story sounds a whole lot like a lot of the girls in the lawsuit. I mean, the the only reason that she came forward was she wanted to see a change in in his behavior and in his behavior yeah. and and protect the girls. She was afraid, and she openly talks about if he gets traded. I just think what happens if he goes to Los Angeles or Las Vegas or one of these other cities where I have a lot of friends that are in this business and now he's going to go prey on all of them. Yeah. I mean, he's got a new, he's got a new area to hunt in. Uh, It's, it's frightening stuff. Um, I mean, we're, we're not, we're not ones to judge, um, but this don't, it don't sound good. No, but you can't be, you can't be being inappropriate with folks. You just can't be. Yeah. And I, I agree, but uh, but at the same time, like I'm, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. I, like the stories that sound awful, the lawsuits sound awful. That I, that uh, story I just, in SI I just was find awful. It hard to believe that that out of the I have no many, I have no clue how many lawsuits are actually are right now. But uh, it's 19, over 20 at this point. No, I did. There were like two or three more today. So what are we 21 yeah. or 22 or I, something? I, it's, and and and, I, and I've said this in the past, and I'll keep saying it. The chances of all of these women being liars and making this up is zero. Okay. It's just yeah. not possible. The chances of all of them telling the truth exactly the way it is, is probably also zero. So we're going to find that the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but that means some of these people are legit victims. Does it matter if it was 20 or if it was one of them? Uh, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Morally, is he, is he just as wrong as if he victimized? And some of these women are claiming that he, force them or coerce them into oral sex and things like, like pretty, uh, you know, aggressive, not just, you know, he got an erection, he touched me with his penis. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, anyway. it's, it's crazy stuff. Um, Major league baseball opening day is tomorrow. And I know that you talked about it on your show yesterday, but uh, go ahead and let's, let's do this again. We're not going to spend a long time on this. We're already nearly an hour in, uh, who were your World Series picks? My World Series picks are my San Diego Padres against the Toronto Blue Jays. And I, I kind of like that. The Blue Jays are young, but... Very, very, very non-chalk. But I'm never going to pick chalk. I'm never. I'm just never... There's a reason Agreed. I'm never going to win a bracket challenge. I'm just... I refuse to do it. I, it's just I totally not understand. fun to do it. I totally understand. It's, it's definitely not fun. Uh, I will tell you who I put my picks on today. Uh, I've got the Braves at plus 550 to win the uh, the NL, and I have got the Twins at plus 700 to win the AL. Uh, yeah. I think that both of the, like I thought that the, last year might have been the Braves' year. Um, I, obviously, the teams that have spent the most money are the Yankees and the Dodgers. Uh, I don't believe that just spending more money than everybody is the way to go about it. Uh, the Dodgers had good chemistry and everything last year. But I think that it's different now that we'll have home field advantage, or you know, all this, all this different kind of stuff, right? Home park advantage, home field advantage. Uh, I, I think Atlanta is going to be really good. I think the Twins are going to be really good. Uh, I think, I think the COVID year basically led to the best teams, like the at least the most talented teams, being able to get there with with no other distractions. Like it was just you're focused on what. I don't think that's going to be the same this year. I think it's going to be completely different. I, I do think that the Braves are insanely talented, but I also think that losing last year is going to push them over the edge this year. Uh, Matt Miller yeah. said it's Dodgers and Yankees, and it's not close. 
Uh, McKenna said, I'm out, gents. Got to get some rest. Have a good one. He's That's been up fine. since 1 o'clock. That's fine. So. That's, that's boring uh, as hell. Yep. So you you can be right and be boring, and I'll be wrong and be interesting. That's okay. Uh, Braves and Twins, though, I, I think I like that. That's a rematch of the 91 World Series, and and I'm all in. I'm all in on that. I think that would be great. Uh, I, I think the Twins are going to be fantastic this season. They were really good last year. I mean, they won the Central last year. Yeah. So I, no, I yeah, think and they're a good young team. Yeah, good young team that's a, a year older, kind of the same as the Braves. Um, I don't know who did. Did you actually pick a winner? Like who's going to win it? I don't remember. Yeah. Who who did Char- you know, the the, pod, the, Padres the Padres over the Blue Jays? I think I'll take the Braves. I think I'll take the Braves to win. Like I, I, Braves and Twins getting there plus five fifty so plus seven hundred still doesn't get a championship. They get that close and still doesn't still get no a title. championship. Yep, yep, that would be awful. Scud's gonna hate your guts. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, Matt Miller said White Sox had a chance, but not without Eloy and Minnesota are the Yankees whipping boys. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I'll tell you this: the postseason stuff does scare me about Minnesota, but th- this seems like a good year to break out of that, right? Like they hadn't won a series and or they hadn't won a game. In the playoffs in forever, like what twenty something years, isn't that right? I don't know. No, no. What do you mean Minnesota hadn't won a game in the playoffs? They made it to a World Series back in like uh, the. Oh no, that no, no, God. Okay, my brain doesn't work anymore. That's, I I'm, still think twenty years ago was the nineties. Okay, that's, yeah, we're talking thirty years. Off me. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. It seems like a good year for them to uh, to get off that schneid and and be able to make it further than they have, but uh, but not might not take it home just yet. So, uh, moving on from there, let's talk UFC for just a minute. Nate Diaz uh, has agreed to a deal to fight against Leon Edwards, and this is going to be an exciting, exciting fight. And this is a history-making fight. The first non-main event, non-title, five-round fight in UFC history. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, Leon Edwards is, is great, and, and this is going to be something that, that sells tickets because this is going to be in Houston at UFC 262. It is uh, the co-main event, I guess. It's the undercard, um, the, the one right before Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler. So that is for the uh, the lightweight title, the, the vacant lightweight title that Habib gave up. And I think this fight might be more interesting than that one, even though this one is yeah, for a title. Uh, Diaz has not fought since November 2019 against Masvidal. Um, I think this is going to be big. Like, I think Diaz is a, a showstopper. He is a super popular guy. And this is just one of many. Let me go on and give you the upcoming schedule here for the next month and a half. Uh, April 17th, UFC Fight Night on ESPN. You got Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum. That is going to be an awesome fight. Uh, April 24th, Saturday, UFC 261. You got Usman against Masvidal. Uh, Shevchenko against Andrade. And uh, let's see, Wele against Thug Rose. And then you got Uriah Hall against Chris Weedman. Um, Saturday, May 1st, Fight Night on ESPN Plus, Dominic Reyes against uh, Jerry Projax, Projaka. <laughs> I don't know about him, but I know Dominic Reyes is awesome. Uh, Saturday, May 8th, Fight Night on ESPN, Corey Sandhagen against TJ Dillashaw. That is going to be awesome. It's two little dudes, but Sandhagen is a monster, man. Uh, and then you got Cowboy against Diego Sanchez. That night, and it might be Cowboys' last fight. So I think that's going to be fun. And the fact that it's on ESPN it makes it even better. You don't have to pay a whole bunch to see uh, to see a rundown Cowboy. Um, but I think that's going to be a good good couple of fights there. Saturday, May fifteenth, in Houston, like I just said, UFC two hundred and fifty two or two hundred and sixty two. Charles Oliveira against Michael Chandler for the vacant lightweight title. Then you got Nate Diaz against Leon Edwards, Tony Ferguson against uh, Darius, and Barboza against Burgos. 
Like, that's four fights that, that could stand alone on their own fight night or whatever else just right there. That's going to be an awesome one. And then finally, Saturday, May 22nd, another fight night. Rob Font against Cody No Love Garbrandt. That's going to be fun. They've got some big names that all can sell all within the next month and a half. I am stoked about it. Like, I, UFC is finally doing what you and I talked about forever ago, and that is uh, they're stacking some of these cards, but they're also getting their big names back out there, making sure that they have fights that are interesting. Like, it's, it's going to be a fun month and a half for UFC, and I'm pumped about that. Uh, we'll close out with this one, and I don't, you, didn't, you didn't see this earlier, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up. The Chattanooga Lookouts. We know about that minor league baseball team, right? Yeah. Their mascot was stolen last night. Somebody broke into one of the main offices at the baseball complex and stole the mascot suit. Like, it's, it's Louis the Lookout. That's what it is. And it's a big red head and whatever else. It's, you know, it, it's goofy looking, but that's what a mascot is. So, that in and of itself is interesting because it made national news. Everybody was looking for it. The police department in Chattanooga had all these tweets out and all these. They were sending out, if you have any information, call us at da 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 And then all of a sudden, today, at some point, the suit was returned. Now, there was a bunch of merch and whatever else stolen from in there. And then they just released and said, hey, the suit's been found. Everything's good. No worries. But the even the police don't know what happened, and nobody from the lookouts has said anything about filing charges or anything like that. Is this, like, strange to you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, to make such a big deal about the fact that the suit was stolen, it's kind of, it reminded me of the Deion Sanders stuff just a few weeks ago where his stuff was stolen, and then the school comes back and is like, no, it wasn't stolen. It was put somewhere else. Like, we know where it is. Everything's good. And he was like, no, it was it was stolen. Like, my shit was stolen. It, with this, it's like the organization gets the police involved and everything, and then they just tell the police, hey, you know what, don't worry about it. Like, we got the suit back. It's all good. Like, Something seems fishy, and I don't know what to make of it. Uh, the only thing I can think of is some, you know, if if I was 15 again, and I lived in an area that had a minor league ballpark, and I had access to that <laughs> suit, and I took it, and then I saw that they got the cops involved, yeah, I'd probably just find a time when nobody's looking, just like when I took it, and bring it back, and yeah. then take my little ass home. You know, I had not thought about the fact that it could be kids doing it, but that oh, makes perfect sense. Uh, this is 100% somebody under the age of 21. That's somebody coming in, stealing a bunch of merch and whatnot, taking the mascot. You'd be, oh, man, this would be awesome to take. And, da, 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 and it's like, okay, well, they got the cops involved. Now we got to find a way to take it back without Grown anybody knowing. do not care about minor league sports. That's a very valid point. That's a very valid Grown point. Grown-ups go to minor league games to bring kids. And, like, once it became, like, this big news story, I'm sure, like, you can't easily get rid of that thing. Like, it, Oh, I, well, no. <laughs> I mean, what were they, like, like, the only thing you could do is take pictures. That you wouldn't have gotten rid of it anyway. You'd have kept it and done goofy shit with it. Yep. But it, then you're going to eventually get caught. So if they had never called the police, you'd have just think, oh, this is a big organization. They'll just buy another head and whatever. But now they got the cops involved. Hmm, I don't really want to go to jail. I'm just going to take it back. If uh, if you were going to steal a mascot uniform, which one would you steal? 
Mm, it would probably be the Philadelphia Flyers mascot yep. uniform. And I, I would just throw it in a wood chipper. <laughs> you would you would purposefully steal it just to get rid of it. Yeah. Just, That's to, just to destroy it. No, but I would publicly destroy it. I want everybody to know it's being destroyed. What do they call that thing? Is it the thing? Uh, yeah. The, I, I forgot what they call it. This dumbass. I cannot remember. I, I think... I think if I was going to steal one, you know, to use as like a Halloween costume or whatever, it would be Big Red from uh, Western Kentucky, like the Hilltopper. You know, it's that big red blob. I think that's the one that I would take. Like, I'd have fun with that one. Um, Let's see. uh, Terry. Gritty. Gritty is his name. Gritty. That's it. That's it. Terry said, hey, I go to minor league Redbirds games. Thank you. uh, To take kids and get drunk. (laughs) To take. Hang on. To take kids. Yep. Take kids and get drunk. That's why you're in the minor you, league. Well, you, can get, you can go downtown and get drunk without spending nine dollars to go to the Redbirds game. That is true. That is true. Although it's cheaper to get in there than it is to get in some of the clubs downtown. So, who knows? Yeah, but the beer is more expensive or just as expensive. Yes, you have a very valid point there. All right, is there anything else that we need to hit on today? No. That we went through a whole slew of stuff. I feel uh, I feel productive today. I feel like we got a lot uh, lot talked about. So we will have another podcast for you on Friday morning. Thank you to everybody that tuned in today, everybody that decided to jump into the chat. We certainly appreciate all of you. And, uh, and yeah, we will have much more to discuss. We're going to give final, uh, final Four picks on our show tomorrow and lots more stuff. I, there's always something breaking, so we will have things to discuss on there. Uh, with that said, go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere that you need to be subscribed. And share the show out. Jump into the comments. If you have not liked the video already, go ahead and do that. We would certainly appreciate it. Um, with that said, Chris, let's go ahead and uh, and jump out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully we'll cash some tickets this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.